0: This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hello, I'm Paul.
1: Hi, I'm Misa.
2: Hi, I'm Will.
3: Hi, I'm Kat.
0: And we're going to talk about A Bullet for Cinderella by John D. McDonald. I think this is uh, from 1955. It was reprinted as On the Make, which is also a good title, although I think A Bullet for Cinderella is a much better title. Um, Mm -hmm. Everybody who has never read a John D. MacDonald book before, raise your hand. Oh, I see a lot of hands. Hands up. Anybody read a John D. MacDonald Uh, book before? I have. You have? Which one?
4: The gold, go watch and everything.
0: There you go. Famous one. Turned into a movie or a TV show? I don't know.
4: Oh, no, it, was, it was also made into a movie.
0: Yeah. In the 70s, I think. There's a lot of. Uh, John but yeah, G. there's McDonald's. also the book. Hmm? You're cutting out. I don't know if that's on my Are end.
4: Are you guys all breaking up too? Or so? just I'm breaking up? Oh, it looks I'm
2: like up it looks like well. it's on my end. Yeah, I hear broken up Jesse.
0: Je- broken up Jesse is breaking mm-hmm. up. Hmm. Okay, we'll see if I can fix that.
4: Mm. Yeah, that's lots of time and space that we don't have anymore.
0: All right, what? I'm back. I uh, that was all on my end. It sounds like.
4: Okay. All right. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, where were we? Paul was we, 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 yeah I, I was t- I was telling you about the girl the gold watch and everything the only other John Dion McDonald I've read very different read from this right very very different yes I mean I mean this is hard boiled that's more young man adventure fantasy, I guess because you know I guess I'll watch us up time is fantasy not science fiction mm-hmm. so it's a very i mean the the writing style has similarities, but what actually happens? Is and and the, uh, the the through line is completely different. So it, it, this was reading, listening to this was a nice parallax against that just to see the the breadth of McDonald's uh, work.
1: Yeah, he was the, the one you read
4: first.
0: Oh yeah, that was a long time ago, right?
4: Yeah, that that was thirty years ago. So yeah.
0: So most people will will probably know uh, the movie uh, that he's. Probably most famous for is uh, called Cape Fear. You know that was remade, I guess, as well. What's it Cape Fear.
4: The original Cape Fear, yeah.
0: Well, they're both by based on a novel by oh, him, right? Oh,
4: oh, oh. Oh, okay.
0: And that's actually got a lot of parallels or s- similarities to this one, if you think about it. Yeah. Cat, have you yeah, seen that? Yeah, that
3: makes. Yeah, I've, se- I've seen the movie. I haven't read the read the book. Hmm. I saw it maybe like a really long time ago.
0: Right. Um, there was a 1991 remake, but the original uh, is, I think, just as good, if not better. Um, it's a kind of sinister, similar, similar story.
4: I, but- I don't know. I think the re- the remake ha- really, really uses De Niro to his finest. I mean, yeah, it goes over the top, but I, but I like the melodrama of the remake mm-hmm. uh, more than the, the original. I don't think you want to be restrained with this with with the movie adaptation of the book. Not that I've read the book, but I, th- I think you want to go up and stop. And De Niro brings that.
0: Well, we've got that De Niro style character in this book. Um,
4: but like the Fitz Martin character,
0: Fitz, yeah, Fitz yes. is pretty um, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's a little smarter. <laughs> uh, but oh
4: no, yeah, he, he's he's definitely he's, he's he's definitely more cunning. He has a plan. He's not. He's not such a raging rampage of revenge that that the the character in uh, Cape Fear is, but it sets mm-hmm. sets up our sets up the uh, protagonist so badly. Here, here he here he's he has actually he has a through line of his own that that our our main that our main character basically falls into. Tall Howard basically falls into Fitzmartin's Martin's plans and kind of messes them up, and Fritz Martin. Strikes back. It's it's very apocalypse world that way. It's a it's a very dynamic situation. It's Tal Howard's the center of his own universe, but there's other people doing things at the same time. And Fitzmartin is the other major pole of this novel, and I really, really enjoy the tension between the two, the back and forth.
1: Mm. How did you think that Tal ruined uh, Fitzmartin's plans?
4: Well,
0: he killed him.
1: <laughs> uh, before, he killed no, him before he killed him, before he killed him, he was moving right along, just doing. Oh, no, he
0: was following the plans. I think.
1: Yeah, he was totally following the plan.
0: It's interesting. So, uh, like I was saying before the podcast started, right? Uh, you got a character, and he wants one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. What's Fitz Martin want? He wants more than one thing.
4: <laughs> he wants. He, yeah, he he wants the sixty thousand dollars. He wants.
0: He he likes he, killing people. He, he likes
4: yeah. killing people. I mean, yeah, he he's built up this power within the town. Basically, he is he's kind of like burrowed uh, his way into this in, into this town with with should be with with this essentially a crap position. But he's now, but he has such a hold over many of the characters that he's kind of hard to dislodge. And so when town when Tal comes blundering in. And it is blundering, him because Tal Tal really doesn't even really know where to start. He just has he has the slimmest of leads. And it's I disagree. Like, I disagree. Well, it, totally. He has he has a name, and 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 Tal Howard spends a lot of time trying to figure out this one one thin lead and reacting reacting to how things keep falling apart as a result. He of
0: doesn't that. have one thin lead. He has a whole bunch of leads, and uh, in fact, what well we find we finally get this he has the a bunch of girls names and he goes and visits all of them in fact one of the most yeah, like interesting that, things that a, yeah, one that, of the most that, interesting things about this book is that every time he goes and talks to somebody we get a character and that character yeah, yeah. doesn't just want one thing they want all sorts of things right so for example uh Ruth's dad, (laughs) he doesn't want his daughter hanging out with losers. Uh, she, he also wants her to come help him because one of the dogs died. Um, Mm -hmm. and she's, he's, you know, worried about this business and blah, blah, blah. And then we meet some blind lady who, who's, uh, used to be a, uh, a school English teacher
1: teacher or something. Yeah.
0: She ran the, uh, the kids' theater group, and she wants a bunch of stuff, including uh, to have her, her photographs organized even though she can't see. Like, <laughs> it's the opposite of they want one thing, but I think the thesis is also true. So I think that the problem with uh, whoever's t- tweet about David Mamet's thing is they that they're sort of misunderstanding deliberately or maybe accidentally uh, Mamet's idea. So... I think underneath everything, and, and this is best exemplified, Paul, by Tal Howard, who we don't know what he wants, and neither does he. <laughs>
4: no, well, I was about to say before before you it's like he doesn't quite know what he wants. He, he thinks he wants the sixty thousand dollars, but it's a vague as, idea. As, it's a big idea. Oh, this this is money. I mean, he left. He left. He got fired from his job because he's come back from the war and he's listless, and so he kind of comes into this town with just. Girls' names and an idea that he can find find this money if he interviews them, as you say, which I think is still not exactly. I mean, I wouldn't go to a town just with a bunch of girls' names as my only lead to try to find sixty thousand dollars. That feels a. I mean, that that that's a thinner lead than a big W in. It's a mad, mad, mad world. Okay, that got all those crazy characters to go after just the big well, W in one park, but,
1: but he didn't though. He at the right from the onset, he says, "I, I was looking for some meaning and significance to yep. my life, and he spent a whole year doing something else yep. like he 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 that was his he went to the town after like as a last resort, almost I'm not in love with my girl, I hate my job, what can I do? I guess I'll go see yeah him a year
0: uh, think think about." <laughs>
4: Think it was, about this. Was his girl's name? Wasn't think it? about I, this. I, I felt, I felt about Fitz so Martin.
0: Much. Yeah, did everything that he did. He did it way ahead of him because he knew himself better, right? Uh huh. It's really interesting to think about the three male characters who were in that Korean War and in that Korean it's, War camp because Timmy, really the boy, right, made mistakes and wanted to fix it. Fitz Martin. Doesn't think there's a, there is such a thing as mistakes. There's only s- stupid actions and smart actions, uh-huh. right? And then uh, there's Tal, who is uh, willing to profit in a certain sense from this other guy's mistakes. I-, I was thinking about the morality of everything he does and where you know where he falls on the moral line. Who, what Here kind noir? very very noir noir sort of story we don't know how it's gonna end except with a bullet for cinderella right
1: (laughs) but (laughs) you you know what i didn't i totally misread that title bullets Mm -hmm. for cinderella Mm -hmm. like when it happened took me right by surprise right I, i thought she was gonna be the bullet the one wielding the bullet a bullet for cinderella like cinderella's gonna go do this thing
2: I gotta, like, I gotta really
1: think phimmy.
4: about how the
0: alternative title works too. On the make, mm-hmm. who's who is yeah, on the make? I, I
4: who's on the make? Yeah, um, Bits Martin and Tal, definitely,
0: mm-hmm. and Ruth too, and
4: and, uh, and, and and Ruth too. Yeah, yeah. There's so, all, so many all, characters all, all on the many make. Right? So many were on the make. And yeah. Tim, Tim um, Timmy Cindy, was on yeah. the make. C- Cindy's, yeah, Cindy, Timmy Cindy's too. on the. Cindy, Cindy's on the make. Um, so a bunch of characters. Oh, I was just I was just reading a review of this, and it's and it states that readers of John D. McDonald will recognize that the, the town takes place. Town is in upstate New York. I didn't get a sense of that at all.
0: It was the East Coast, that's what I thought, or East anyways. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah. But it's, it's like there, there it wasn't. I mean, we we only we have this town, and we have another town, the 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 Reading, and that's all we have as as. Uh, places i mean this this novel didn't have a good sense of place for me i mean i could we just had a couple locations this is much more novel about character and what they do and about Uh, the only really we get a lot of uh, uh, very specific
0: descriptions of of the town right and it's
4: right but but it's but it's but it's not in a way that really evokes a region of the country i mean we, we get the flooded river and the island, and that's great. I mean, where, where they're scrambling up on the river and trying to hide from FitzMartin and trying to find the thats that's solid. But I, I, I kept trying to figure out throughout this novel where the heck this town was supposed to be, and I couldn't. And yeah. there wasn't enough for me to decide. It's, I, a, place I, I to Hilston, it's a place called
0: Hilston, Paul. It's a place called Hilston.
4: I wanted to cite California because there's a town called there's a city called Redding and it. it's like no, this doesn't feel like California. Well, it man. says
0: out-of-state plates, California pretty early on. And we so, get a lot of names of streets like Delaware Street, right? Um, in fact, we get a, uh, we could probably do a map of the town pretty well based on just the text of the story. I didn't have
4: the time to make a map, sadly, but yeah. They, well, they, I mean the, 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 ta- the, ta- the interior details are great, but the the exterior I mean like the exterior outside of Hillston and Reading and the road between and there's one other town that they go to that's here's, about all we get as far as here's what's missing geography
0: uh, and I, I I need I need uh, Will to help help me do Evan's role here okay if we had had Evan I didn't know this book would be like this I didn't know that this is a book about the Korean War. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
2: Here
0: I am. <laughs> uh, and it's very important. I think there's a, just a, a number of little touches throughout, uh, but there is a little scene somewhere, pretty early, I can't remember exactly where, where he talks about the ones who stayed behind. And he isn't talking about the ones they buried. He's talking about no, the ones... No, he's uh, Do you know that scene?
2: yeah I know what you're talking about um mm-hmm. yeah i so one thing that I thought was very interesting about this um uh uh book is it's it's basically a book that's about like uh like the middle class is malaise with itself yep. right like this is a book about like think about what the teacher
0: says about all the students
2: yeah, like they had such potential, but like <laughs> they like they're all like kind of living the American dream in a way but it like it it's empty right like he had mm-hmm. his good insurance job it, it's not like he needs this money because he's like you know broke like he like was in a like a good position and he like fell out of it because of his malaise with it um so uh what i thought was interesting in, in that context is um he's talking about the progressives um and yes, that 19- word comes up yeah like the, in the 1950s um in the united states uh you know, the Communist Party was, like, basically underground because, like, you could lose your job, um, like, because of your political affiliations. You could even, like, lose your job if, like, you were in a group that included communists. Like, so it was, like, there was, like, this was, like, an intense period of political repression. And the uh, the communists, like, basically, like, rebranded themselves as progressives to, like, be, like, like, hey, we're not, like, that scary. Um but uh, anyway, so like you can use those two terms synonymously, in, like in the context of the Korean War, mm-hmm. um, uh, and uh, you know he's talking about Fitzsimmons, who's just like he didn't like participate in any of the activities to like uh, help keep his fellow soldiers alive, and he, uh, you know, he has a better uh, he has a better opinion of like. The progressives who went over to the side of his torturers than he does of Fitzsimmons.
0: Uh, let me let me read that section here. Everybody who survived the camp we were in would know Fitzmartin. He'd been taken later. He had come in a month after we did. He was a lean man with tremendously powerful hands and arms. He had a pale he had pale colorless hair, eyes the elusive shade of wood smoke. He was a Texan and a Marine. Um, as opposed to the these the Timmy and uh, our hero, who are I guess army. Um, we had uh, I knew him one cold night. Six of us had solemnly pledged that if we were ever liberated, we would one day hunt down Fitz Martin and kill him. We had believed that we would. I had forgotten all about it. It all came back. <laughs> this is very early in the book. Uh, Fitz was not a progressive, yet he was. A disrupting influence in the camp. We felt that if we could maintain a united front, it would improve our chances for survival. We organized ourselves, appointed committees, aka Soviets, uh, assigned <laughs> assigned responsibilities. There were two retreads who had been in Jap camps in a notice that D- love that word retreads who had been in a Jap camps in another war. Doesn't say which one. Who had knew. The best organizational procedures. Fitz, huskier and quicker and craftier than anyone else in camp, refused to take part in it. He was a loner. He had an animal instinct for survival. He kept himself clean and fit. He ate anything that was organically sound. He prowled by himself and treated us with icy contempt and amusement. He was no closer to us than to his captors. He was one of the 12 quartered in the same hut with Timmy and me. So... The retreads. Uh, if you guys don't know what those are, that, uh, you probably do. That's what they used to do with tires. I think they still do it, although it's not well. It's not super common. Basically, they weld new treads onto old uh, radials. Um, but it's it, and, and, and
4: now now it's just an adjective for just something that's rehashed. Right. And the original meaning doesn't really happen so much anymore.
0: So you get drafted into World War Two, and you uh, stay in the army for whatever reason, and then World—not World War Three, but uh, Korean War starts. In a way, at, yeah. I mean, it is in a way. That, it that's is. what the
2: Cold War was. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't so cold.
0: And think about how many armies uh, from all those countries that are in there trying to fight little tiny North Korea. Yeah. So, anyways, and, like, that's not China, the only which
2: was you know like like the north korea at that time
0: yeah and uh the second time progressives is mentioned it's uh, a little farther in it says there was no reason why tim and the others like him shouldn't be written up i remember that a magazine had done the same sort of thing with the progressives who refused repatriation so this is a very interesting story right so why why so why not the dead they would be more interested than the turncoats aka the those who refused repatriation who almost without exception fell into two groups they were either ignorant and very feeble minded or they were neurotic out of balance with with a lifelong feeling of having been rejected the dead were more interesting uh so who's telling that whose whose judgment is this it's tal howards right mm-hmm. And,
2: it's a, it's a middle-class judgment of the communists. But you also have to think
0: about what he says he's doing when he comes to this town. When somebody gives him uh, the – says, what are you doing here? Are you Are you writing a book or something? And he's like, yeah, that's it. I'm writing a book. And then what's he start doing? He actually starts making the notes. And then what do we have here? What are we reading? <laughs> so he ended up doing what he said that – Fake he,
4: until you make it?
0: In a sense, you know right?
4: And it's it's, it's, it's it's yeah he I mean he starts really thinking about things and because we get some of the interior monologue where he's actually starts thinking about people and stuff he almost almost like he only buys into it although people start seeing through it pretty fast like Ruth but he seems to actually because he because as uh, I think it was you you might were saying this is him searching for meaning in himself yes. he, it's almost like like it's, a suit he puts on
1: it, but and and they mistake him for a, a detective. And he mm-hmm. actually does become a yeah, detective. private
4: detective
0: exactly
1: yeah
4: yeah yes uh, yeah, yeah, yeah again putting on putting on putting on suits and roles I mean even even the whole idea of being a low down person trying to steal six thousand dollars in a sense is a suit and a role that he eventually discards in favor of safe, in favor of uh, his feelings for Ruth he doesn't care about the money at the end no because he says oh well, I have seven hundred dollars left. Uh, I can find work here. Like he, it's like it's like a thousand dollars is a lot not- of
0: money. He had owned his car free and clear, right? So yeah, he, he, he you know he he did spend a lot of time in hotels, but a thousand dollars in the fifties is is a lot more than it is today. I mean, he,
4: he, he, he could work in that wood yard that Fitzmartin used to work into for
2: that uh, a job. Someone needs it's a the fifties. Job
0: there. There's jobs for white guys. <laughs>
2: I, yes. <laughs> well, yes and no, right, Jesse? Hmm. Well, so let, let's, let's think about, uh, I really do think this is a novel about class. Like, of course I'm like, oh, like, of Will comes here and says this novel is about class and he thinks everything is about class. And Well, a lot well, of things
0: are about class. But, yeah. Um, but this anyway. book in particular sh- shows it off. I mean, yeah,
2: yeah, I think so. Cinderella
0: um, is called Cinderella. What's her real name? Antoinette. And mm-hmm. that's ironic right because well, she's it, trash it's, it's
2: double it's double ironic right i had forgotten why i had agreed to do this book <laughs> it was the cover
1: because uh-huh.
2: it's like because uh i mean um antoinette on the cover is i mean she's she's like full hillbilly there right yep, like exactly. that's like like she's a hot hillbilly hatch. yep um like so so you know this is a. Uh, um, the racist I went to high school with, like they, they kind of justified their view of the world in this way. Well, they would say, you know, there's black people and there's n words and there's white people and there's white trash. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so, I mean, Antoinette is white trash. Yep. Uh, and like, I mean, this is like this is the part of the novel that I found very unsavory. Um, is uh, so like middle class guy is gonna like have his romp with the proletarian woman and like, he feels sordid about it. And then she Mm -hmm. dies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, that's Mm. what her role in the story is. And then he returns to like, you forgot he used her as a shield. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 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 He has sex with her (laughs) and he uses her as a shield. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he hates her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a little on the nose there class wise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and then he's got his cute, quirky, like, with her weird funny tooth, like middle-class bay, like waiting for him, mm-hmm. like, and like, she's like totally gonna forgive him too. I thought it was unconscionable that he did not die at the end of the novel.
0: It, no, see, that's the thing is, is you think it's, an, it's a noir because it says it is, you know, somewhere on the book or people call it that and, uh, you think, oh, Cinderella's gonna get that bullet, right? And she does. Um, but then we're told, "Oh, uh, Ruth's gonna die," um, but then she doesn't, and everything's gonna be okay.
4: Have, have you read? More no, it Arnold? isn't.
0: It's not gonna be okay.
4: <laughs> That's like the, this
2: society is still depraved. Exactly. Right?
4: Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, this this time kind of remind me a little bit of Blue Velvet. It looks fine on the surface, but yeah. you dig down, and you got Fitzmartin sitting there, and, and, and Antoinette as as the proletariat that uh, Howard uses and abuses. It, there, there's an under, there's an underbelly. Absolutely.
1: Everything guy. he was willing to do to get his end result. Like, all the betrayals he was willing to do,
4: you know? Mm-hmm. Have you read more MacDonald, Ronald, uh, Jesse?
0: I've read some of his short science fiction, but I haven't read any of his novels. He, he's, I, I, I was he's, curious. He's, he's a science fiction writer uh, in the sense that he wrote some science fiction, but science because fiction. he wrote so much, um, he actually has written quite a bit of science fiction.
4: Well, uh, yeah, the, the, okay, this reminds me a little bit I told you uh, off another podcast. Um, in the Larry Niven time travel story, The Retirement of William Proxmire, when 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 the guy goes back in time to try to stop uh, Heinlein from being a science fiction author, one of the results is mentioned as John Dean of turns out novels set on a Ring the size of Earth's orbit, so basically in the altered timeline, John DeFranco <laughs> uh, writes Ringworld novels instead. That's it's like cool. oh, I thought that was cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He would write them in a very different way than uh, very
4: different way. Niven I think be, did. Yeah, there'd um, be, be less sex between uh, human species for one thing.
0: Uh, I gotta, I gotta give compliments. Cat, uh, you won't have uh, these compliments, but the narrator for the audiobook of this. So good, so good, right?
4: So good, yes. It was a very good production.
0: He, well, I mean, he did, he did it. So I, I mean, I, I improved the audio slightly by you know leveling it out and bringing, it, bring it all up to the same okay. sound. And but honestly, he did almost all of it in the sense that uh, think of, uh, he does the women really well. He does the men really well. But he also did like when the radio comes on. He did that radio sound.
4: Yes,
1: yes.
0: Um, it's just amazing, really.
1: He really set tones and moods with his voice and yeah. and pacing. Really, really. Winston well done.
0: Tharp. So I I think he. Am I wrong, Misa? Is he, was he the guy who did the a spy in the elevator as well? Think that's why. I think that's. I think that's. Like that? I think that I I'm pretty sure that's what happened is is I I listened to that and I said this guy's great and then I looked to see what else he had and then Really? Yeah. Wow. He has good taste in books too.
1: He does.
0: Right. <laughs> uh but this is this is the quality the quality of this audiobook is you know, there's a lot on Audible that's way less good than this in terms oh, of definitely. uh okay. audiobook narration. This is just like top notch really. Um, I couldn't ask for a better narration. I was very impressed. Um, very.
1: At first, I thought he was going slow, and then I listened to him for five minutes, and I went, "No, he's perfect."
0: He's perfect. He's perfect for it. He's he's got all the voices. He does the the uh, the angry guy. He's got the people, the diners. He does the cops. He he, he has the perfect perfect intonation for all of it just a shout out to winston tharp <laughs> great job um sorry for derailing it but i've been no
4: no but this is sff audio so it's yeah. not, de- it's not a you missed out cat
0: about your your yeah. life is is lesser because you didn't listen to the audiobook <laughs> you should go I mean, back can, and
4: can make
3: it more, greater by listening.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I,
3: that's what I like about... I didn't get this particular audiobook, but I listened to audiobooks quite a bit, and that's what I like, is that you get you get a different flavor when someone else reads it.
0: Definitely.
3: Like, you know, whether a good narrator or a bad narrator it makes all the difference.
1: hmm
0: Definitely. Um, I'm trying to find... Uh, there was a movie. I can't remember the name of it. It um, came out a few... I don't know, very recently, a couple years ago, maybe. Um, and it kind of reminds me of this in the sense that it's got this undercurrent. Are there are there actually a number of movies that... I, so I watched Heller Hell uh, High Water recently. Anybody seen that movie?
4: Not in a long time.
0: Okay, it's I think from 2015 or so. Um, and I was sort of making a list of, you know, the I, I got maybe it was from from 2010, to 20,
4: 2016 is hella high yeah. water. Yeah. So,
0: so, so basically, I was making a list of the decade of despair.
4: Yeah, um, yeah. With bridges and pine. Yeah, that, yeah. I remember it.
0: Um,
4: well, more importantly, the
0: plot is is uh, it's about this this pair of brothers who are trying to raise money to get the reverse mortgage that their mom did on the house um, paid off because the bank's going to take the house, right? And uh, the, there's been a number of movies where you just have... There's a movie called Blue Ruin that's kind of similar. You've got somebody traveling across the country in a broken car to try and get something happening, fix family, fix their life, that sort of thing. There's this movie I saw. It's about a, um, it's about a uh, dump truck driver or... Garbage man, and uh, he sees a kid on his route every, uh, you know, garbage day. He waves to him, and then he's murdered. The little boy's murdered, and uh, they don't know who did it. But he decides to investigate and just become a private investigator, and he goes and talks to the mom, and he talks to the friends, and he uh, sort of has a romance with his co garbage truck driver and eventually figures out who it is and he kills him um, as sort of, cause he's going to get away with it or it's just the right thing to do. And what's really interesting about the movie is everybody who watched the movie and reviewed it professionally, um, or maybe just casually, um, s- s- focuses on, uh, on the fact that it's got like a, the narrator, Sorry, the point of view character is uh, on the spectrum. I don't know what that means exactly. You know, he's he's autistic or something like that, and so it's like a autistic detective. But it isn't like quirky, like Monk or something like that. It's a noir. And what's interesting to me is that it that's sort of not important to the movie. <laughs> what what's happening? That just ha- he just happens to be um, weird, right? And the way he talks to people is kind of weird, but it doesn't really matter because he's doing this exact same. It does, the character doesn't matter; it's the things that are going on around. The country's falling apart. Nobody cares. The police aren't doing their job. Um, this this boy died. We don't know why. We, there in the lurking in the background here, there seems to be a sort of a realization that there's something wrong, right? There's something wrong, not not just in this town, because he, he does describe the town as sort of been taken over and looked like it's lost its essential character, and yet it's still there. Um, he doesn't say the economy shit, but he shows a guy's business collapsing. We don't find out for a long time why that is. Um, and then we do find out, and it's not the reason... Uh, it's a surprise. And then we find out there's another reason behind that, right? That it's not that just that he's being blackmailed and having the money funneled out, just like his brother was doing before the war.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: But rather, he wants to die, right? So the that um, the number of meetings where our hero shows up and talks to somebody and they're willing to talk to him and it turns out that they have an ulterior motive underneath it all. I think all the characters in here have hidden motives, hidden from themselves. He's really good, John D. MacDonald, at showing something's wrong. Something's the sort of the simplest character is Fitz, Fitz Martin, right? He's
4: mm-hmm. he's yeah. he
0: knows what he wants, but the blind le- the blind teacher, right? What does she want? What What about the daughter of the vet? What does he want? Or what, what does she want? Right? She's mm-hmm. not married. Why isn't she married? She's twenty twenty eight or twenty six or whatever. Right? Um, there's, is she just waiting for the hero to arrive? Right. <laughs> Apparently, I don't, th- I don't think so. I think she yeah. she she's uh, she talks about right. I like reading books. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs>
1: like a, a lot of people were not good enough for her in her own estimation.
0: Yeah, but well, I don't think it was a class thing there.
1: No, no, I don't mean class. I I meant intellectually. I
0: agree. I agree, but there's yeah. a lot of class stuff going on here and what's really missing is the upper class as in so many of these stories, right? The absent owner class. The bank. The bank. <laughs> but not even not even like the bo- local bank manager, right?
2: Yeah like the big bourgeoisie, like the people who actually own the economy.
0: That's right. Yeah. And so in the background underneath all of it, like if you think about why did we go to the Korean War again? What was the what was the explanation we needed? We um, the to to communism
2: socialism. to yeah, stop to, to comm-
0: stop to stop communism, right? Did that did that work out? Just curious. Uh, <laughs> no,
2: we only like killed a fifth of the people on the Korean peninsula right. like and like, you know, and then, ruin their country forever, and then like.
0: killed a whole bunch of our own people in trying to do it, right? What was yeah. the, What was the logic behind? Oh, and then we did it again in the Vietnam War. What was the reason for that? Yeah, um, same. <laughs>
2: <laughs> because like, like, uh, like capitalism it, and white supremacy, like the, <laughs> like like those are the two big reasons. Um, uh, like you know, uh, it's just like you know, so these people are getting. Like, basically, uh, like, destroyed by, like, being turned into, like, you know, like, I mean, what is it? What is it? What is a military really? Like, what is a military really? It's a machine for killing people. Mm -hmm. And what do you have to do to people to turn them into a machine for killing people? Like, you know, that's not who we are, right? No, it it
4: takes a surprising amount of effort to turn someone into a killing machine. Yeah, it takes a lot of indoctrination and and programming. I'll use that word. Well, it does for some a killer,
0: right? It does for some, and then there's the others who like it, right? Well,
4: well I'm talking about the, the the average drafted soldier. Absolutely, yeah, but, got but, the, yeah, got the, the villain
2: here, Fitzmartin.
4: right? Mm-hmm. Oh god, yeah, he, he he took it to like a duck to water and 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 the way he's described as being apart from everybody in the camp and not cooperating and being being a loner i mean yeah he, his char- his character is set up there before we even really get a sense of just how depraved he is that how he acts how he acts in the camp really prefigures how he acts in the, in the main narrative of the novel
0: i'm gonna i'm gonna just sorry go for it go for it
3: I was gonna say Costello. Um, I think what he, the main reason he came to the town. I mean, his stated reason was to search for the sixty thousand, but I think really he was searching for meaning because mm-hmm. he didn't fit in. Like you said, he, people don't normally go out. And That's kill why he's people. a
0: year behind, right? Right.
3: Yeah. So he tried to do the American dream. It didn't work out. He said, "Well, I guess I'll do this." So he was searching for meaning, and he needed a goal an excuse. So he was looking for the the money, but really. He was looking for for to have some sort of meaning in his life, and then it turned into sort of a romance too, because Ruth was looking for someone to be her equal, mm-hmm. like in character, mm-hmm. yeah. not class. But and also, so, his
0: stated goal also was to kill Fitzmartin, and he did do right. that. He didn't know that Fitzmartin didn't would be there.
1: there do that? He yeah. didn't, he didn't know that he that. was going
0: to be there, but when he was there, he wasn't that surprised, right? Mm. Yeah, this, but it
3: was—it's not like a soldier going out and—and and, you know he wasn't trying to go out and kill him. He was—that actually to him. is
0: what they the stated goal was. We would hunt him down and kill him after they all agreed. Now maybe they're agreeing in the camp, right? <laughs> they're agreeing because he's outside of the committee. <laughs> he's outside yeah, but- of the group. He's a traitor. He's a turncoat. Unlike those other turncoats, who—who I can understand. He says. He's a different kind of turncoat. He's a turncoat on the species, right? <laughs> yeah. And right. and so, and, he, although he says, you know, we said that, he doesn't actually get together with the other survivors, however many there are, and go and do it, except he does, right?
1: That's kind of cool. Except he didn't
3: hunt him down. He That's
1: ran he,
4: he stumbled he into he us.
3: Stumbled that in. type of thing. It wasn't that he was going and he wanted to murder him or kill him or anything. It was just that... He was getting shot at. He had to defend himself. If he didn't do something to get him out of the way, he was going to be the one that was dead. Very first thing he he did.
0: The very first thing he, he did was punch him, him, right? He
3: punched him. I was going to say that. He but, wanted right. to punch him. But. And, and I don't think he would have killed him if it hadn't been for self-defense. I don't yeah. think that would be you was also hurt.
0: But you also have to remember that this is a, a narrative, right? He tells the police what his story is. He says, I told them everything except for this. Right. Mm-hmm. And now that makes me think, oh, he's an unreliable narrator. So I I I agree that it isn't the case that it's like it seems like the best explanation for the events of this book are that he went and hunted down this guy who he promised to kill. But those are the results. And mm-hmm. he psychologically uh didn't feel too bad about it. In fact, um, he feels good about it. I think he doesn't say I felt great, <laughs> but notice that he can move on with his life.
2: Yeah, and well, he's probably that's... not the first person he's killed either. Uh, he, right. Well,
0: indeed, and and think about uh, the sacrifice is of Cinderella, right? Yep. The white trash girl who was uh, the relationship between her and her sister, right? Very, very harsh. Very hard. If this was a real person, and you were, this is a real story, and you're going with uh, uh, Cinderella to visit the old, the old place, and they have that kind of relationship, that's a hard scene. And that's she
1: was sending money to that family. Like she, I thought she was doing her best. I mean, considering her circumstances,
0: absolutely, absolutely. But you know, the Doyle uh the change of the name right yeah there's a lot there's a lot of pathos going on there
1: really sad
3: I kind of I kind of got like a scarlet O'Hara vibe from her actually because she has that whole I'll just do anything I can to survive and mm-hmm. that's justification you know yep. I'll, worry, yep. I'll worry about it tomorrow I won't worry about it today mm-hmm. and, then and
1: I just, my it smelled beautiful like you know she was trying so hard
0: and think yeah. of all the other Cindys right. Mm-hmm. And their tragic histories and stories. Yeah. And and even our our uh, gypsy blooded uh, girl who doesn't look like her parents, right? The one who's mm-hmm. sexing up the whole place and gets the plot all going. What's her fate? She she doesn't get away with the man and you know take him for money. She gets away with nothing. Mm-hmm. It, this is totally noir the only the only question what you know like you say what makes it not noir is oh there's a happy ending it ain't that happy (laughs) it ain't that happy that to, to think of it as a happy ending is to sort of miss all the
2: i think it intentionally creates that illusion though
0: yes absolutely Absolutely. Like, I think
2: it's an ideological choice for, like, uh, you know, like middle class normalcy to reassert itself. Like, even, um, uh, even, uh, sorry, um, even when he's, uh, uh, you know, gone through all of these things, uh, uh, at the end, he's back with her. And, uh, oh, here's what I'm remembering. Here's what I'm remembering. This is good. She's talking about how she likes to read books, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And she's very clear. She's saying, well, I'm not like, a, like a female long hair. Though. Yeah, that's like, right. I, Even though she has like, long I, hair,
0: she's she's yeah, saying I'm yeah. not one of those people.
2: Like, I don't reject like petty bourgeois society. I just like to read books. <laughs> that's right. But
0: what kind of books, right? Probably books like this. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Um. um so. Uh, so yeah, it has to reassert itself at the end, and I think that's a. I don't know if like. Like I'm not saying that like John McDonald like wrote this to like be a like like propaganda, but that's like an ideological statement at the end.
3: And mm-hmm. I don't know that she's really is back together with him. I think there's a door that you know there's a possibility, but I don't know because she thought he was a better person, and you know before she found out that he was lying. So I don't know that so she's th- that's the person that would that's feel why with it's that.
0: so cool that Tal Howard is a Rorschach test, really, right? i'm I'm questioning his his like for me I have uh, there's a great quote I found yesterday and I, I tracked down the book and read it uh Mark Twain it says something it's very easy to have principles on a full belly <laughs> or something like yeah. that <laughs> or, <laughs> and,
4: he, and he's and he's, and he's right um
0: but it, the the story it was from you know like yeah you see these quotes out in random bill right and it says mark twain so i I tracked it down. It's from extracts from, uh, from Adam's journal, as in Adam and Eve. <laughs> and I I've read th- it's like, a I really funny, really, really funny. It's really funny. Um, and of course the thing that he's eating <laughs> is, you know, the tree you're not supposed to eat from. It's the apple, yep. right? She hands him an apple and he's like, I'm not, sp- well, okay. And he eats it. Right. Um, so uh, I just want to read the quote here uh, where she's talking about about herself and what, she, why she isn't married and et cetera. Um, uh, maybe better to break her heart this way than marry her and break it slowly and more thoroughly. I can explain better by talking about Timmy and me. I don't understand. When Timmy lost interest in the blow, lost interest, the blow was less than I thought it would be. I don't know why. Now, after all this time, I I know why. Timmy was le- a less complicated person than I am. He had uh, simple. He had only one goal. Maybe his interests were narrower. He lived more on a physical level than I do. Things stir me. I'm more imaginative than he was. Just as you are more imaginative than he was. Suppose I'd married him. It would have been fine for a time but inevitably I would, be, would have begun to feel stifled. Now, don't get the idea I'm sort of a female long hair, but I do like books, and I do like good talk, uh, a.k.a. podcasts, and I do like all manner of things, and Timmy, with his beer and bowling and sports page attitude, wouldn't have been able to share it, so I would have begun to feel like sticking pins in him. Do you understand? Um, and I like that, sticking a pin in... Uh, has more than one meaning. One is, you know, like, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Which would not be good for your life. Um, uh, and then he says, maybe not. I'm the beer, bowling, and sports page type myself. She watched me gravely. Are you, Tal? So, here's the question. Is the door open? Is she making a mistake? This guy got the shit kicked out of her. Right? Uh, Indirectly.
1: I I think... You remember, I, I think that t- that Timmy has taken over, or Tal has taken over Timmy's life. Absolutely. So all the time when we talk, when we heard about Timmy, all all we kept hearing over and over again is it was too easy for him. It was too easy for him. It was too easy for him. He mm-hmm. didn't. He and and she even said, I don't know what would have happened had he become a man. Um, so handing, handing, he's Powell, Timmy,
0: right? He's not Timothy. Yeah. He's not Tim. He's Timmy. Timmy.
1: Yeah. That, that's a diminutive. Yeah. Right. So, so they handed Tim, he said, here's $60,000. All you've got to do is dig it up. And that would have been the easy thing to do, right? Dig up the money and, and run away. But he, he evolved over the course of this and, and took the hard way really, um
0: you're saying tal howard evolved
1: tal howard yeah. he took the hard way and he, and he decided to give the money back to get the girl and he grew up he's the Tim, he's the timmy that grew up and i i think i mean he's an asshole but <laughs> i i think she's gonna he he is evolving still and they might work out so together so he, charlotte he meanwhile to is still waiting
0: ship. Yeah, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte, yeah, poor,
1: is, poor Charlotte, Charlotte. Charlotte is. Charlotte for Timmy. Like those are the other. Those are the. That would have been his other life.
0: I'm gonna you know, just like, read again here. He hadn't grown. Charlotte, with her endless yak about building lots and what color draperies oh. and television epics, uh, uh, television plays a nice role in this book. Uh, and art. Aren't these darling shoes for 4.95? And what color do you like me best in? And yellow kitchens always look so cheerful. Charlotte had bored me too. And you think about the other women choices that he's given, right? There's the gypsy, uh, the gypsy girl, uh, the model uh, for his role with the Timmy's Timmy's brother's wife, right? Mm -hmm. And there's our uh, Ruth, who is kind of similar, right? She's an outsider a Little wiser, perhaps, a lot less uh, cruel, perhaps. Um, but everything this guy touches is destroyed. But it's not really him, because he's just sort of in the cycle. So that's the that's a really interesting thing, right? Is that these guys come back from war? What do they do? They drink, and then mm. they you know the little brother goes off to war, um, and he doesn't come back. And, and then the veterans come back. I mean, it, think about the plot of the original uh, First Blood, the first Rambo movie. It's the same thing, right? Guy comes to town, um, traumatized Vietnam War. He's actually visiting an old friend, and uh, the cops harass him, right? Um, he goes off and gets out of hand, and then the movie spawns lots of sequels that are terrible. The first movie is really interesting <laughs> psychologically. It's it's, a, a, it's
4: very different than all the other movies. People forget about this It's based on stretch. a novel yeah. as
0: well, which is, I would say, very similar to what we have here. Um, I want to read that review I wrote of um, uh, that movie I was mentioning. You know, with the uh, nar- the viewpoint character who is on the spectrum, quote unquote. It's called a movie mm-hmm. called "The A Dark Place." It's also got an alternate title which is "Steel Country," which I think is really interesting. So I said, uh, people outside the film. Uh, Say the main character is quote quote unquote intellectually disabled, but maybe everyone else in the movie and outside the movie are are disabled emotionally disabled. Uh, There are Trump Pence signs in the opening credits. It's like you know you you're driving through a very particular place and a very particular time. Um, I compare it to. Uh Mark Haddon's The Curious Case of the Dog in the Nighttime. You guys know oh, Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. You guys know this? Yes. Book? I've been meaning yeah. to read it. It's good. It's interesting. Um it it has funny pagination. So if you're not looking at not listening to the audiobook, you might not notice but the or maybe it's not pagination, it's the chapters. The chapters are like logarithmic. Instead of being 1 2 3, it's like 1 3 yeah. 5 7 or I don't know. Um And it's about a a boy investigating the murder of a dog. Um, Mm -hmm. But uh, it takes its title from a Sherlock Holmes thing. So it's like playing with genre. Um, So I talk a little more. Uh, The reviews are pretty dismal and yet mixed. I think the movie is is a misfit, deliberately off. And yet, uh, like uh, the very, very... It's like a very, very uncool brick. If you guys have seen that movie, I think... That was a Rian Johnson or a very early movie. It's basically a high school murder mystery. Um, uh, it's never stated in the movie. It's that it's a standard. um, I'm trying to read through my microphone here. It's never stated, but the movie is just a standard murder mystery with an amateur detective. And he just happens to be autistic. Nobody ever says the word autism or autistic or anything like that. They don't even say, you know, you're weird. Um, there's all sorts of weirdness and rationalizations in the professional movie critic reviews. Some say it has plot holes, others that it is implausible. Um, some see it as tackling too much. It has very low ratings uh, with critics saying 4.4 4. 4 out of 10. And the audience score is you know 73 on Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Some praise the actor, uh, apparently knowing from his other work. Um, and there's some near consor- concern trolling in some of the reviews of the actor. Oh, you, you shouldn't have done this. Um, it's a neo noir. It's uh, it's no more implausible than most amateur detective movies, and it's good. But w- what I think is really interesting is the is yeah it's a it's a murder mystery. But like Misa, you you've been on other murder mystery shows we've done on this podcast, right? Um, by Dashiell Hammett and uh, Raymond Chandler. Yeah, there's so much about the period, uh, as as much as there's a murder. Like the plot details here are very, I think, less important to me than visiting this town in the 1950s and seeing, you know, how things are running.
1: And the character. This is very character driven. And, these and,
0: and their motivations yep. i think are hidden mm-hmm. from us and yet revealed
4: mm-hmm. right? yeah. they don't say i want so, a cheeseburger so, so sometimes, yeah sometimes we know what the character wants even more than the character does and, because we we see what the characters are yeah. doing and they're kind of like obscure to themselves as to their motivations yes especially, especially tau
0: like and but i i think of also that the blind uh, teacher who lives by herself and is on her own um, and she had the photographs indexed and she says, I don't know why I can't see them myself. Well, apparently she was doing it for him. So he would be able to recognize Cinderella when he found her.
3: Right. Well, I think a lot of the characters are like just metaphors for Tal's state of mind.
0: Hmm. Interesting. So, Tell me more.
3: So like, I mean, even like the, the perfect one is like that you said, it's, it was a minor character. But the, the teacher, the blind teacher sorting mm-hmm. through the picture, she wants them in order, even though she can't see them. Yeah. And then you also have, like, like you said, you have kind of like the two two different aspects of his, for all these different aspects of his personality. There's the part of him that's not such a nice person um, with Fitzgerald and like recalling the war and stuff. And then there's Cinderella or An- An- Antoinette, who's mm-hmm. kind of like the lure of of just being shallow and living in the moment. And then there's Ruth, who kind of is like meaning, like he's been looking for some sort of meaning. And he kind of focuses on her. He thought at first it was the money, but then in the end of the book, he even says at the very last sentence that she was the Mm treasurer. Yeah.
0: I'm going to read that section. Um, uh, Miss Major. Uh, Let's just... uh, I was in the camp too, Miss Major. Oh, I'm sorry. She's a very sympathetic lady. She'd be a great teacher. Uh, Probably Mr. Fritz Martin is a friend of yours. No, he's not. That's a relief. Now, don't tell me you came here to ask odd questions too, Mr. Howard. Fairly odd, I guess. In camp, Timmy spoke... I can't believe they all call him Timmy. Timmy spoke about a girl named Cindy. I've been trying to track her down for personal reasons. Now, there's a four and then dash personal reasons. This is the, this is the part where I, in the book I'm like, okay, this is... He's not lying, but there, it's, it's such on an edge like he's uh, on the edge of immorality. Um, lying is immoral <laughs> in my view. So it's like, that's right on the edge. Uh, and he probably shouldn't even have done that for a reasons I, which I do not wish to disclose to you. <laughs> is what I would have said.
3: What he says has a double meaning cause it, yes. because he is telling the truth, but his mm-hmm. personal reasons, his stated, the personal reasons he thinks he's there for and the personal reasons that might actually be his deeper reasons might be unknown to him, and he's just yes. saying personal reasons, but it <laughs> encompasses
0: that. Yes, but if it, 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 he's, he's obsessed with this girl he doesn't know, right? Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, one of your students, Cindy Kirshner, told me that you wrote a skit based on Cinderella for an eighth grade when you had Timmy in the class. Timmy wasn't Dash very well when he mentioned this Cindy. I'm wondering if he could have meant the girl who played the part in the play. "'Whatever happened to Cindy Kirshner, Mr. Howard? "'Such a shy, sweet child, and those dreadful teeth. "'The teeth have been fixed. "'She's married to a man named Pat Rorick, "'and she has a couple of kids. "'That's good to hear. "'The other children used to be horrible to her.'" This lonely teacher all by herself, retired. Right? Uh, doesn't Not keeping track of the kids in the paper, I guess. "'They can be little animals at times, and this is a, as opposed to the kids today, which are uh, we hear from the, the science teacher. Oh, that's a great scene. That character's really good. He's so philosophical. It's really interesting. Do you remember who played the part of Cindy in the skit? He's very ruthless, right? Not just doing a conversation. Of course I remember. I remember because it was sort of an experiment. Her name was Antoinette Rossi, uh, R-A-S-I, Wait a moment, I'll show you something. She went into the other room. She was gone nearly five minutes. She came... I like that she has to rummage around (laughs) because she's blind. She came back with a glossy photograph. I had a friend help me sort these out after I learned Braille. I've marked them all, so I had this one, uh, so I know this is the right one. It's a graduation picture. I've kept the graduation pictures of all my classes, though... What use I have for these pictures, I'll never know. She handed it to me and said, I believe Antoinette is the, in the back row towards the left. Look for a girl with a great mass of black hair and a pretty, rather sullen face. I don't imagine she was smiling. I, I think I found her. Antoinette was a problem. She was a little older than the others, half French, so she's held back, maybe, uh, half French, half Italian. She resented discipline. She was a rowdy a troublemaker, but I liked the child, and I thought I understood her. Her people were very poor, and I don't think she got much attention at home. She had an older brother who had been in trouble with the police, and I believe an older sister. She came to school inadequately dressed when the weather was cold. She had a lot of spirit. She was a very alive person. I think she was sensitive, but she hid it very carefully. I can't help but wonder sometimes what had has happened to the child the Rossies lived north of the city, uh, probably across the tracks, right? Where the mm-hmm. river widens out. I believe that Mr. Rossi had a boat and a bait business in the summer and did odd jobs in the wintertime. Their house was a shack. It's pictured on the cover. I went out there once after Antoinette had missed a whole week of school. I found out she hadn't come because she had a black eye. Her brother gave it to her. I gave her the part of Cinderella in it attempt to get her to take more interest in class activities. I'm afraid it was a mistake. I believe she thought it was a reflection on the way she lived. Oh. Right? Mm -hmm. Really good writing.
1: Really, really good writing, yeah.
4: I I mean, as as I said, the only other MacDonald I read was 30 years ago, but yeah, I really sank into how well he runs the characters in school. Describes them in their and tells interior thoughts. It's it the, and and with the narration, yeah. This this novel just flowed for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, all all the small little period details that that really places like I called her at noon and she entered on the tenth ring. Just was about to give up. It's like, yep, we're in the fifties. There's no answering machines. It's like you get somebody or you don't. Like, or, or the little bit like, oh, can, can you stand on too? Yeah, or can you stand more coffee? I thought oh, that was a really strange line. I'd like, mm. stand more coffee? Okay.
0: Oh, no, it's it's, it's pure writing. It's, it's really interesting. Yeah. And it's not artificial, like, from the 50s, like, looking backwards. Like, some you get a lot of movies that are set yeah, in the 50s. Hey, we're
4: in, yeah, they were in 55. Yeah, no, yeah. it's
0: from the period, right? So they're just coming off of that war. Um, it's Think of who's reading these books. It's pretty interesting. Um, so... I want to read this section with the section with the other teacher because um, he's a really interesting character and doesn't get. The science teacher? Yeah, the science teacher. <laughs> um, I think this is. Uh, I think maybe this is the right one. Uh, Mrs. Stearns has been teaching here 20 years, third grade, room 16. Now, maybe that's not it. Yeah, Miss Major. So that's before, so it would be before there. Sorry. Uh, was
1: but, it a science teacher or a math teacher?
0: It was. Yeah, it was math. That's right. Because Timmy was a good math student, right? Or so he was good at he math. is gifted. Yeah. That's right. He's
1: gifted. At gifted.
0: Math. And of course, not motivated. <laughs> um, yeah. Why? God, everything was too easy. Uh, yeah. Here we go. here we go. She looks slightly disappointed. Oh, try Mr. Leach, L-E-A-C-H. Mm-hmm. Um he head of the math department at the high school he took quite an interest in Timmy which to me was like oh and he's a nice guy very sweet um well now we have an explanation um Timmy had a gift uh then okay uh, chapter 4 uh something i can do for you my name is Tal Howard I want to talk to you about a student you used to have. He shook hands without enthusiasm. An ex-student who is in trouble? Notice he thinks he's a detective, right? Now it's, I'm refreshed. Not in trouble. Fancy that. The faculty has many callers. Federal narcotics people, parole people, prison officials, county police, lawyers. Sometimes it seems that we turn out nothing but criminals of all dimensions. I, inter- I interrupted you. I don't want to impose on you. I can see how busy you are. He's, he's doing his uh, uh, marking, I guess. I'm gathering material about Timmy Warden. Ruth Stamm suggested I talk to you. He leaned back and rubbed his eyes. Timmy Warden, gathering material. That has the sound of a book. Was he allowed to live long enough to give you, that, uh, to give you enough material? Timmy and some others, they all died in the camp. I was there too. I almost died, but not quite. So, <laughs> great line. Sit yep. down. I'm perfectly willing to talk about him. I take it you're not a professional? No, sir. Then this is a labor of love. Should be treated with all respect, Ruth. So it's not commercial, right? Yep. <laughs> Ruth knows as much about Timmy as any person alive. I should say. She told me a lot, and I've got a lot from Timmy. But I need more. She said you were interested in him. I was, Mister Howard. You probably heard of cretins who can multiply two. Uh, two five-digit numbers mentally and give the answer almost instantaneously? Yes, but I know, I know. Timmy was no cretin. He was a very normal young man, almost abnormally normal, if you sense what I mean. Yeah, that's great. Yet he had a spark. Creative mathematics. He could sense the... The rhythm behind numbers. He devised unique shortcuts in the solution of traditional class problems. He had the rare talent, the ability to grasp intricate relationships and see them in pure, simple form. But there was no drive, no dedication, without dedication, Mr. Howard. Such ability is merely facility and empty cleverness. I hope to be a mathematician. I teach mathematics in high school, merely because I did not have enough of what Timmy Warden was both born with. I hoped that one day he would acquire the dedication, but he never had time. Never had time. I yeah. guess he didn't. Even if he had time, I doubt it would have gone any further. He was very, a very good, decent young man. Everything was too easy for him. It wasn't easy at the end. I don't imagine it was. Nor easy for hundreds of millions of his contemporaries anywhere in the world. This is a this guy's a fellow traveler. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is a bad century, Mister Howard. Bad. I I, I I tweet quoted this earlier this week. This yeah. is a bad century, Howard. Mister Bad. Bad for the young. Bad for most of us. What do you think would happen? Would have become of him if he had lived, Mister Leach? The man shrugged. Nothing exceptional. Marriage, work, children, and death. "'No contribution. His name gone, as if it never existed. "'One of the faceless ones, like us, Mr. Howard.' "'He rubbed his eyes again, then smiled wanly. "'I'm not usually so depressing, Mr. Howard. This has been a bad week. "'This is one of the weeks that add to my conviction that something is eating our young. "'This week the children have seemed more sullen, dangerous, dispirited, inane, vicious, foolish, and impossible than usual.' This week, a young sophomore in one of my classes went into the hospital with septicemia as a result of a self-inflicted abortion. Uh. And a a rather pleasant boy was slashed. And last Monday, two seniors died in a head-on collision while on their way back from Reading, full of liquor. The man in the other car is not expected to to recover. When Timmy was here in school, I I was crying doom, but it was not like it is now. By comparison, those were the good old days recent as they are yeah,
3: <sighs> see what they're i'm they're
0: saying like, there's an undercurrent this is, this book isn't just you know uh who got the money where the money
4: <laughs> no. Yeah, no, no no so yeah you you dig underneath and you find you find stuff like that where he's where he's looking at the society and looking at the society of america and not finding Good stuff there. It's 1950
0: all. Time, from mm-hmm. 55. This is the the high times. Everybody should be happy, right?
4: Yeah. Yes, but we're, we're, we're just at the end of a war which ended in basic, which technically just ended Ongoing in a ceasefire. It's, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's just a ceasefire. There's no real technical end to the to the Korean War, and and the the storm clouds of the 60s are on the horizon, and Mister Leach can see they're coming, and therefore our our author John John D. McDonald can see that the sixties are just ahead and he doesn't know what to do about it. So what can Tal Howard do but find the girl he loves now now finds he loves and try to make a life with her, which is more valuable to him than sixty thousand dollars. Finding finding a find oh so it's, it's almost as like I, I think I think Meister was making this, this point before it's almost as like he's stepping into he's becoming not Timmy but the Tim that should have been, and basically, that might have everyone hoped might have been. It would have been, yeah, yeah, basically taking that life. I mean, go, going from his driftless existence into a better life. I mean, it's not a great, I mean, the world is in trouble, but maybe he can step up and do something, and we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, I mean, we don't see it. After the Horizon novel, we can imagine whether or not he actually can improve himself and escape this cycle of what he is. But
1: well, you know, she, he that math teacher said, I, "I hope that Ruth could could have brought Timmy to be a better man." And we've got the end. We've got Ruth maybe helping Talby be uh, that better
4: that better the man. man. <laughs> yes,
3: exactly. But coming Timmy from was- a different direction, maybe. Well, Timmy was just, ba- like, Timmy, the function he is, he's basically, he just represents potential. And yeah. And his pal is sort of stepping into his role. Mm-hmm. You see the two things, because Timmy, as a young person who's kind of shallow, was, you know, sleeping with his brother's wife and stealing his money. But on the <laughs> other hand, he was also, he could have been a better person, but he and wasn't he, given the chance to go back and make things right before he died. And he said and that's you have, what he wanted to do. Right, and Tal is stepping in in order to do this thing that he he was going to take the money for himself originally, but he started telling people this um, lie about being a writer and writing his story. I almost think that's John D. McDonald writing mm-hmm. about his own imposter syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he doesn't feel like a real writer, even though he's he's just making it, and everyone's taking his word for it. <laughs> you know? I,
4: I, I, I mean, John D. McCall was trying to write to eat in the same way, like say Philip K. Dick was, although he's doing novels, not short stories. So I could, I could see, I could see that interpretation of McDonald's. Yeah, it's like, am I a real writer, or am I just a hack who's just paying the bills? I'm right. not, I'm, I'm not David Mamet. I'm just, you know, just <laughs> turning out novel I'm just turning out, I'm just <laughs> turning out these novels to, to try to put food on the table. And then,
3: yeah, and then you have. Like the math teacher, that section says so much because he's talking about how good they are with manipulating figures in math, which is sort of impersonal. But he's saying how he could see the patterns and you could apply that to how they interact with people. And on the one hand, Fitzgerald, I mean, uh, Fitzmartin sees these patterns with people and everything and he just uses them as means to an end. Whereas Tal, he starts to see the patterns, but he starts growing as a person and. Becoming a be- the better person that Timmy should have be- should have become. So I think that's the difference between the two of them. hmm
0: I I will point out that this is not his first novel. It's uh about five years in um a little more than five years into his his novel yeah. writing career. Um. Uh. I, I don't want s-
1: or- oh, to. Oh, sorry. Go for it. I was going to say he's famous for a character, isn't he? Like, yeah, the Travis McGee
0: books are his, the ones that you hear about. So I have not read any of them yet. Uh, but I've read a lot of Donald E. Westlake and, uh, Lawrence Block, and they talk about his books in their books, which is pretty fun. Uh Um, he's a Florida, almost private detective. He's a salvage sort of guy, um, lives on a houseboat, um, very devoted fan base uh when the books were coming out i, I think there's probably uh, about 20 books and they're all they all have colors in the title um very clever titles um uh let me see if i get a list here uh the deep blue goodbye nightmare in pink a purple place for dying the quick red fox a deadly shade oh, of gold bright orange in the shroud for the shroud darker than amber one fearful yellow eye right the empty copper sea the dreadful lemon sky it goes on the cinnamon skin um and they ran from the 60s into the 80s um oh,
1: wow okay. so
0: it's like a there's a huge amount of gr- great reading available to us all um mm-hmm. if we can just dig them up and and uh find out about them but there's a lot of uh fanfare when i was last in the uh Costco to get some foods I looked at the books and it was uh Harry Potter books or yeah Harry Potter and the latest Hunger Games and except it wasn't the Hunger Games. <laughs> A lot of series books but not none of the ones I wanted to read. So uh, mm-hmm. old books is what we need. Um I I just wanted to ask um uh, I was going to say Evan. Will. <laughs> Will, I want to ask you uh what you know about the Battle of the Chosin Reservoir which is um it's alluded to here when they talk about the reservoir um this is like
2: a huge defeat right for the i Americans. actually don't know about this so um okay uh yeah i'm i'm a lesser Evan. i don't have my uh oh. doctorate in knowing stuff yet <laughs> well you're <a> young
1: <laughs> young, <laughs> young <laughs> buck <laughs> it wasn't it, it was you get a doctorate in knowing stuff <laughs> <laughs> he's he's still oh, young I,
4: what, yeah. what i know what i know of the battle of the chosen reservoir basically it and did the the allies or the, the US UN campaign in north in north part of korea and basically helped push them back down to what we wound up with the with with the 38th with the parallel it was it was just it was like a two week battle and the, the chinese and north korean forces basically just decimated the americans yeah, and yeah so the, and their allies and knocked, knocked them back yeah the korean the, the
0: north koreans are are defending their country against basically the world and south korea um and then uh united states moves in and china china joins the war and basically surrounds the uh, mostly the united states so a few uh, south korean forces there but um it's it's a uh, let's all go to this war um Thing, but it's mostly U.S. troops in the Korean War. There's like Greeks and Turks and Canadians there, but it's mostly U.S. military.
2: Those are for show, right? It's, they it's are for show. It's be, U, it's
0: UN cover. Um, yeah,
2: it's uh, it's UN cover for. Yeah, I mean, I think at the time, uh, Taiwan represented China in the UN too. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, and the only reason yeah.
0: the whole thing happened is because Russia was not at the table when the Security Council did something. Um, it's, it's kind of a, it's a, it's a, and notice they don't do this with the Vietnam war, right? They, the, uh, the, they just, they don't even go through the UN. So, uh, uh, over the last, I don't know, every time I, um, see tweets from people retweeting New York times, um, I, I just, I just put in the, I put in previous New York times headlines, Um, And it's like, yeah, remember this time he was at the UN shaking that little bottle saying, this is what they have and blah, blah, blah. So what I really like looking at these old books is you get the history. We know the history a lot better than the people at the time know it in a certain sense, because we know more about what actually happened, how many people are involved, what actually went on in those locked rooms, even better than the people who are in those rooms, because we can see it from all sorts of different sides. Um, we don't know, you know, what tomorrow is going to be like. We barely know what today is, is like, right?
4: Yeah, we, we we don't know half the – a tenth of the things that are going on, say, in the Trump White House right yeah. now. We well, And we don't know for years.
0: Absolutely. And, and we probably won't know, like, for decades. And, yeah. and that's because it's a job of a historian to sort of put it together into a story and make it all work. But – what i really dig about reading fiction of the time is you actually get a sense of what it was like for them and so you've got these guys who are essentially defeated right um they're starving in a f- frozen uh north korean prison camp um with a whole lot of um sort of lack of it, it basically it, it sounds like some of the guys in there were in the Japanese prisoner of war camps as well. Mm -hmm. It's like that, that's not good. And they're in it for, they're in it again. And so they come out of it and we get a character here who is motivated by God knows what he don't know, but nothing, he can't keep his job. It's pretty interesting. The psychology going on here is really interesting. It makes the story a lot richer than, there's this dude, and he wants some money because that. Which is what I sh-
4: thought we were getting coming in, but we got something much richer instead.
0: Yeah, and we do have that guy. He's he's uh, Fitz Martin, right? Yeah. He's not affected yeah. by the war at all. He doesn't think okay. about it. It was just something that happened. And notice the health, right? He's his health is better. He came in a little bit later, but he would eat anything, and he's not sharing. And and then I think about how how Tal Howard survived uh, and Timmy didn't, and he says, "I yeah, I barely survived. I didn't quite yeah. die." Um, but is that because he took a little bit of extra food that he didn't give to Timmy? It's not clear. He doesn't say, but he, he's probably plagued with the feeling that he did. Pretty scary.
1: She certainly has guilt. I'm sure mm-hmm.
4: that he did and, and survivor's guilt. Yeah. yeah.
0: But he doesn't say that, and they don't talk about. that. He doesn't that, say
4: right? it. He doesn't. No, say no. It. But but I think there's almost an under. I mean, I mean, it affects stepping into Timmy's life is kind of kind of playing out the survivor's guilt and building the life that Tim, Timmy Clash Tim could have had. He was actually
0: to- taking over Timmy's role, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
0: And when he goes to I mean, the that- brother, and the brother offers him a job. He thinks, that's strange. Not really. You're trying to step into Timmy's role, just like Mike, uh, Martin did, right? Who's actually doing what Timmy was doing, but he's just a little more obvious about it. Worse. it. That's why I think it's it's like, uh, we've got these three uh, p- these three examples of what men can do. One is, they can be assholes. One is, they can be assholes and, and, and want to be forgiven for it later apologize to their brothers for cheating on their wife and cheating with their wife and uh, stealing the money from the company and Mm -hmm. then there's tal howard who has to do the right thing but he actually sort of fucks everything up on the way but on the other hand would you trust those police to help you out i don't know i've i met police i don't trust them I'm not um, not on, that.
4: That is, that is rather contemporary as of the time of this recording. About it's trust, always trust contemporary, police.
0: Paul. It's just but, a little but, more yeah, noticeable but, now.
4: Yeah, I so see. Yeah, it's a little more on the nose. Living as I do in Minneapolis, so, see the way yeah. they
0: treated him in the in the in the book, right? They, yeah, they and, he's, and he's a white man.
4: Yeah, right.
3: He's the outsider. So as he's an outsider, outsider, but he's he got no cash. The interlopers there. He's automatically distrusted because he's different. You know, it's like in Othello, Othello, a lot of times... No, they actually
0: thought he was a specific thing, right? They picked well, him yeah, up because yeah. they thought he was one of these private detectives who, uh, remember, what are they doing there? They didn't believe the story that they're, the police said that the girl they're, ran they're away. they
1: questioning. They're
3: questioning, they were questioning the authority of their And ability. they were
0: right. The police they, didn't do their job, did they?
3: Yeah. Yeah. And right. yet, that's again tying it in today. That's what you see a lot: is that they they get pissed off if somebody challenges, oh, yeah. you know, anything about that that they say or do. They're like, "How dare you!" And you then
0: in they monopoly overreact. And violence.
3: And right
0: you to do that, right? Well, nobody who's going to arrest them.
2: <laughs> right, <laughs> other police. Yeah,
0: I don't think but so. They that's not how it the works.
1: Other, the the other policemen that came in on top of that of the locals Did they say where he came from we just said he came in and he was higher up but we could have didn't been state hear
0: police i don't know
1: the state police yeah could have been mm.
0: doesn't really matter right
1: <laughs> so it doesn't matter but he was more accommodating mm. he had a bigger picture he was more willing to look at a bigger picture than the than the locals were mm. he said let's listen to him shut up you're an asshole pretty much yeah let's and he, they gave him um, some spate lead to, to, to...
0: Good cop, bad cop.
1: <laughs> good cop,
3: bad cop, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I think that us versus them mentality is, is the big key to it. Because, I mean, first they're in the war, and the war is kind of us versus them. And then Fitzgerald is mm-hmm. the them. Mm-hmm. And then now in the town... Fitzgerald's been there before him, so they've gotten used to him. So now it's like everybody is against Tal because Tal's the outsider.
0: Yeah, I, I also think about the uh, the anti communist stuff that uh, is happening in this period. Right. There's. Uh, it,
1: well, this I mean, this whole book. Everybody. So Fitz Martin. Ha- had already accumulated forty-seven thousand dollars, and he would do anything to get more. Mm-hmm. And Antoinette, she she said, a psycho a psychiatrist friend told me, I can never have too much money. She was already accumulating; like she yeah. had six thousand dollars and three times more than that in jewelry. Like she had money, and so like there's this thing about wanting money will kill you.
3: Yeah, <laughs> like, you know. Oh yeah. of it, and he was green, okay.
1: Greed, so, so, yeah,
3: is a mortal sin. Hmm. But the reason she wanted the money is the same reason, you know, is is not the reason that she wanted the money. I and mean, she wanted the money because she wanted security because she grew up very, very so, poor. So yeah. having money is a, a safety. I and know, she but... doesn't have to be dependent on other people. She doesn't have to let other people beat her up or anything because mm. she can always take off.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: I just so, read the Zahir by uh, Borges, and it's uh, yeah, it, he's got some, about that. some great. Uh, great thoughts on what money is, Uh, because money is very hard to understand. But uh, there's another story that it shows it from the upper class point of view as well. You know, The Rocking Horse Winner by D.H. Lawrence. It's about a little boy who who, uh, has the power to predict uh, who's going to win the horse races. And um, he goes into business with his uncle uh, because his mom, it was never spoken in the house, but he could always hear it whispered like through the walls, there must be
1: money, there must (laughs) be money, there must be
0: money. So he tries to figure out a way to help his mom. Um, He gets on his rocking horse, and if he can ride for long enough, he can sort of attune into the future. He's got precognition, and he takes that knowledge and goes in with his uncle, and they start accumulating the money. "But, But there must be money. There must be more money. There must be money. And, of course, he rocks himself to death. And it's Uh, like, yeah, it's very dark. And the point is, is like, what's that? What's all that money for? It's very dangerous, right? Um, So it it seems it's like it's it's stuff people
1: want because it's money. in In uh, in Antoinette's case, I I, like, yes, she was poor and she did need money for security. But but in in reading about her, he says. She's a mature woman, so alive, she made the others in the room look two-dimensional as though they had been carefully placed there to provide their Mm. drab contrast to Tony's look of greedy life. I am noted for my fondness of money. It pleases me. I like the feel of it and the smell of it and the look of it. Mm. I'm nuts about it. I like all I can get, maybe because I spent so much of my time without any of it. A psychiatrist told me it was my basic drive. I can never have enough.
0: Mm -hmm. And in fact, she could have... If if she had been a different kind of person, she could have just given him a map. I right? Said so, it's on have. the island. It's in this cave. You can dig it up there.
1: She also could have run over there and got it herself.
0: Uh, yeah, she could have. She could have. It's true. Maybe.
1: I mean, there's some dimension to her too.
0: So the the question I always have is is um, is it a death wish? Right? So mm. in a certain sense, our uh, Hero it feels regret for surviving, survivors, survivors guilt. We assume um, he can't have a good life with Charlotte and her boring ideas.
1: Boring,
0: right? And so he goes and trying tries on different uh, women to see which ones can solve the hole that's inside of him. And he is ended up hanging out with the uh, the dangerous one. Right? Let's run. Let's get out of here. Take the money and run. Um, Take the money and run. And yeah. it, the other way to go is to drink yourself to death. Uh, like like the brother who, when having the shotgun put in his mouth and wakes up, he puts his toe on the trigger and is happy mm-hmm. about it. It's like, oh, well, there's lots of ways to go. <laughs> Which way do you want to go? <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. Nice book. You got here mr mcdonald kind of heavy <laughs> even though it's supposedly a happy ending kind of heavy i don't i don't think that they're necessarily uh, gonna uh live a happily ever after when there's a bullet for cinderella he doesn't seem to feel bad enough about it does
2: he not at all no. it's very selfish he's very selfish
4: He's very selfish.
0: That's kind of how you survive that well, has uh, it, prison but has camp, he changed
4: right? It? He has he changed enough for Ruth, I think. Is the end, and ultimate question? Has he changed enough? Yes, he's still selfish, but has he changed
2: enough? That's I mean, he, I don't know. He used the other woman as a human shield. That's right. I cannot get <laughs> over that. Yeah. L- like she was dead, but even so, she was dead, but there I mean, was like he, this. It was after he used her for like physical and emotional comfort too. I mean, he he used uh-huh. her in every sense. She was he using did. him, but it, it's true. Yeah,
3: they used each other. They did. They did.
0: But was it, it was, it. was it equal use? Was it equal use?
3: I think <laughs> I it was. I
0: don't, don't know. It's not good. It's not good. Anyways, we should try and strive for better relationships than this.
4: <laughs> In, indeed is that a good place to end it <laughs>
0: Paul, needs to, Paul needs to go this is too heavy Paul, for him
4: <laughs> Paul, Paul Paul needs to go because it is too heavy for me actually yeah All but, right. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed this yeah it was a good book mm-hmm. right great audio book I'd be happy yeah. to do
0: another McDonald's I,
3: really, I really enjoyed it
4: thank you for coming Kat
3: yeah it was mm-hmm. fun Kat yeah thank you letting
0: me come pleasure um kat was worried that uh uh, this was going to be a podcast (laughs) rather than just a conversation talking about books um the best part is that even though we get to to have a nice chat um by sharing it by being generous with our conversations other people can have a good chunk of it too that's why we want to do podcasts rather than just uh, have chats about books because other people want to hear about books and have conversations about books they read. And it's almost like having a conversation, even if you're not there and participating, I find.
1: I find so. I mean, listening to other ones, mm-hmm. I find that. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, it's fun. And you can also, you know, tweet at the person and say, that was a really good show you did, Evan. I really like that one.
3: i like like listening to podcasts i just when i originally started talking about this i didn't realize at the time that i was i was participating in a podcast i thought it was just going to be a general discussion so i wasn't sure of the protocol
0: yeah it's a everything's podcast (laughs) all the all the tweets all the dms (laughs) all the salacious emails that i don't check (laughs) i don't check email
2: (laughs) Hey Jesse, I want to troll you a little bit. Please do so. So you know how you say it's like all the conversations, all the DMs, all the salacious <laughs> emails. Like every everything is kind of fair game. It, it's reality television, is essentially. It's like a reality I television so. show about a book club. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a reality radio show about a book club. Yeah. So you're you're on a reality show now, cat.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, Paul's fired because he has to go play games. This has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com. And thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com/sffaudio. but i I, I want to read the tweet um so that everybody can participate. Uh, I'm just gonna scroll back here Friday uh, it's a while ago. yeah, I send you a lot of tweets i one of the yeah. tweets one of the tweets I sent you was uh Paul uh riffing on my style of language. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> wow, that's I'm, I, I feel seen here.
0: You are being seen, Paul, and people are talking about you behind your back.
4: Um, cool. and, and and of course, people are impersonating me on Twitter. So yeah, it's it's been a, day
2: in a couple of days.
0: Uh, okay, I, I don't know when did I send that. It was must have been er- earlier this week.
2: No, it, it was it the thing about J.K. Rowling.
0: Yeah, I think that was it. Is that, maybe that, no, no, that was recent, I think, right? That was yesterday. Yeah,
2: yeah, that was like the last thing you sent me. Like, I mean, then I sent you some like things that were just shit posts.
0: No, there was one before that that you wrote up a big thing on, and I, and I, and you said, I, I, I I feel I should save this for the podcast.
2: Oh, 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 Matt Wallace, uh, Friday for 40 p.m.
0: Friday. I'm still on Tuesday. Wait, Monday. We we uh, send a lot of DMs, I think.
2: Yeah, just another manic Monday. What what day is this? What uh, it's Friday. Um, I don't oh. know. It just says Friday, four forty p.m. Okay. Oh. So I think this probably was this last Friday that we United Snakes of America. That's hilarious.
0: Uh, somebody else's uh, Twitter handle is really funny. Um, is. Uh, It was your backstory is trash. (laughs) So I always get like, your backstory is trash like your post. (laughs) I'm like, what? (laughs) Okay, whatever. Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay, here we go. Uh, Do I identify with Northwest, American Northwest at all? Right. And then is it before or after that?
2: It's after that. It's uh, oh, Matt Oh, po-
0: podcast pre-chat fodder. All right. You ready, everybody? Ready. Matt Wallace. Uh, I've heard the name. Your story... Oh, there's a quote, quote at the beginning. Your story has a hero, and they want one thing.
4: Oh, yeah. that Matt Wallace. I
0: okay. mean, yeah, but your hero... And then he's talking on his own, not in the quote. I mean, yeah, but your hero might also want a cheeseburger, and it's okay to write that scene, too. If you really love writing scenes about cheeseburgers and have good cheeseburger recipe, I mean, uh, uh, sorry, I love cheeseburgers in fiction. Fuck mammoth, and then
4: yeah, yeah, he he's very into the whole mammoth thing. Like the your hero wants one thing and one thing only, and that's what your story should be about. And Wallace Wallace is not down with that sort of minimalist sort of character construction at all he yeah, wants, and then he, 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 he has very wide character all, all the the respondents are
0: writers uh dunking on mammoths uh yeah, yeah. idea well, right so uh <laughs> thoughts cat <laughs> oh, you're new please yeah. uh please elucidate with us with your thoughts
4: Kat is also a poet so this, this would be really yeah. interesting <laughs> oh,
3: yeah i I write poetry, and then I have a. You need short to
0: come fiction. closer to the mic, though.
3: Sorry. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm a poet, and I uh, I have a book of poetry out, and then I also write short fiction. So I have a book of short fiction coming out in
0: another month or so. Cool. You, you, you still need to come close to your mic. <laughs> Can
3: you
0: hear me? Okay. You're tinny, very far away. You were better before.
3: Okay. Um. Is this okay?
0: Closer, please.
3: Hold on. Hold on. Hold
0: on. on. All right. Well, she's better. Is this better? uh, Yes, much louder. Good. Okay. Um, So, uh, what do you think about uh, this mammoth rule or guideline, and Matt Wallace's uh, uh, cheeseburger thesis?
3: I think you should write about whatever you're passionate about. And, I mean, yeah, there's merit in sticking to the storyline, but in order for a character to seem real, they have to do normal things. Mm. So if that's sitting down and having a cheeseburger, then sit down and have a cheeseburger.
0: All right. Now uh, I'm going to hold you to that when we, we uh, talk about the actual book.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's called horshado
0: so <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? You're a writer.
1: I think that... Um, you will often go where the story goes, and I'm going to quote my favorite writer, mm-hmm. Douglas Adams. Mm-hmm. Yay, that's my favorite writer. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the Holistic Detective Agency, Douglas Adams says he's he, he when he's following people, he does he he follows whoever is in front of him like he needs to get somewhere and instead of knowing where he wants to go he follows whoever's in front of him Mm -hmm. and he says i may not get where i intended to go but i get where i need to be so if you're writing about cheeseburgers you're writing about cheeseburgers it might take you into a restaurant it might take you here it might take you there and you might end up in a very interesting place you would not otherwise have arrived at had you only stuck with stake.
0: I don't think uh, there are two writers who are different, as different as possible as David Mamet <laughs> and <laughs> Douglas Adams. <laughs> they're pretty different. I mean,
1: well, but you didn't ask me. You said, "What do I think about that?" And so I went to my own favorite writer.
0: I have no problem with that. I, I, and it's a, d- that uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency is a is a good book. Um, yes. I don't think uh, the rule can be universal for uh, for uh, that. I don't think that would be a good book for everybody to copy because <laughs> <laughs> I don't think everybody <laughs> don't is as that. zany as uh, as he is or he was. Um, speaking of which, did you see my? I tweeted a very rare uh, Douglas Adams story.
2: I no, that. I
1: didn't. How did I miss it? What uh, did you? I didn't at
0: you. Um, it, it's uh, Genghis Khan. Uh, oh, I love that. You know, you know the one. That's pretty, uh, it's pretty. It's called the Private stampin Life of, of Genghis Khan. Uh, it's by, a
3: stamp of doubt, I believe.
0: Yeah, by Douglas Adams, based on a sketch by Douglas Adams and Graham Chapman, another very, very funny dude.
1: Very, very funny.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, seven pages with two illustrations. It's very nice.
1: Oh I gotta look I now I'm gonna have to go searching your Twitter. Seventeen
0: hours ago. I tweeted that.
1: Seventeen and by the time we finish this podcast, twenty eight hours ago.
0: <laughs> Maybe, yes. <Okay. laughs> uh well, Paul
3: I'm just, Paul I'm sorry, I didn't no, interrupt.
0: Go for it. Go for it.
3: Yeah, I was just gonna say if you if you if he is your favorite author, you should read Salmon of Doubt because mm. that has all these little Yeah. How these little things that they basically, he had five computers when he died sitting in his office and they just harvested everything off <laughs> those computers and like kind of compiled it into one book. So there's like an unfinished uh, sort of hitchhikers, Dirk Jenley mashup novel in it. Yeah, I read it. It's been a really, really, really long yeah. time.
1: Uh, I have to dig it up again.
0: I, uh, yeah, there's I actually talked about non-fiction. that. I think on Everything. the last podcast, um, in the intro or the outro, I say uh, something about uh, how after Douglas Adams died, they went into his apartment, uh, dug around, found some drawer liners, and published them as Douglas Adams'
1: <laughs> 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 the latest I was on works. On podcast, I didn't hear you say
0: that. I, I, oh, I think the one that's coming out today, uh, t- tonight.
1: Oh, oh okay.
0: Um, I'm not sure you were on that one. I, I don't remember which one it was. I just remember that was how I started. The,
1: uh, I mean. the outro
0: anyways <laughs> um it's sort of a douglas Adamsy day i guess apparently uh, it
1: is now
0: yeah so uh paul what do you think about this this uh thesis
4: about 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 mammoth and about yeah, what your character wants want. one thing well well i i i read a lot of Big space opera, epic fantasy, and other things where there's room for characters to have those desires. I mean, if I was much more of a short story reader, where where every word counts, in in those sort of minimalist sort of constructions, you you don't have the room for your character to go make a sandwich. Your character's got to do what they're doing in the story. But mm. in the kind of fiction that I read. I mean a a three hundred page novel where the character just does that and doesn't have any room to actually be themselves would bore the out of me. Bore the what? Bore the bore the crap out of me. Okay. So I and and, and, and it makes it more human that I mean I learned more about the cat oh the character likes cheeseburgers. That's as, as Kat was <laughs> saying, that makes the character more relatable and human, not just a plot device to to move the plot and the story along. All right. I mean, it gives dimensionality to the people I'm reading about.
1: Um, did David Mamet write a lot of fiction outside of playwriting?
0: I think not. I think he's only a playwright, because, which is why I think it's, that it's that hilarious. There's a
1: lot. Right. Yeah. Very, yeah. It's kind. Con- you have to be more minimalistic there. Like you've only yeah. got. He's really
0: minimalistic uh, in his plays, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, which and I is, love
1: his plays. I, I do, I don't too. I want to say that, too. I do. I love his plays. and I love his writing. That doesn't mean I agree with everything he says, but I love his writing. Well,
0: I mean, uh, everybody's trashing. Uh, oh, no, not trashing. Turfing? <laughs> turfing well, um, J.K. Rowling? Um,
4: right now, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't get me started on that.
0: I, I, Please, uh, I think I go to the said to Will, um, what does turf mean? <laughs> something like that, I had to look it up. you maybe. said
2: you you had to google it, oh yeah, what does it mean <laughs> does it trans
0: exclusionary right wing feminist or something uh, like that.
2: radical feminist radical but...
0: right radical feminist okay, and I'm like uh, that's a lot of stuff, and then there was another one that was like surf s e r f and I'm like, i don't know if i need uh, to i think look you this
2: mean up. swerf
0: swerf okay what's swerf, swerf?
2: Uh, that would be, like, the Single same white. thing, but, like, sex worker exclusionary.
0: <laughs> okay. Oh. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and then I saw, um, who's the guy you retweet all the time, Paul? He's got a beard. <laughs> Maybe hey, Chuck me. Wendig? Chuck Wendig, yeah. He said plus one on something. And I think that it was like this morning and it was like um
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus one to one of Dong Wang's tweets, I believe, about uh, J. K. Rowling. Yeah. Yeah, it's like
0: don't buy JK Rowling's books, don't read them to your children, uh, a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like,
4: Wow. wow
0: pretty uh hardcore here. Um yeah. and I I I I did find it quite useful because I, when I clicked on uh oh and they were saying how many people had unfollowed her or something. And I, when I clicked on her, I, I realized that's actually a really good way to unfollow people, because if you follow somebody who's uh, uh, famous, I can see who I'm following. I can't really see who I'm following unless I, I, uh, I, because whenever I start scrolling, you know, it only shows me the recent ones, and then it, it zips me back up to the top. So it's hard to unfollow people. I, I keep. I, I. I think you should really like. To make your life better you you should follow fewer and fewer people because <laughs> the more you follow the more stuff shows up
4: the more of a fire hose you're yeah it.
0: yeah and then and like so i usually give people like a um like if if i know you personally i'll i'll follow you a lot longer than i would if you're some rando who's tweeting about boring things <laughs> but if you're a uh if you're someone I know, I'll, I'll let you slide for a long time.
3: <laughs> you're a good man, Charlie Brown.
1: <laughs> well, I just, you, you know, it seems reasonable. Function. Say if again? Use
3: the uh, list. If you create lists, then it makes it much easier to sort through that.
1: Mm. I
0: don't have, you have know, that. You know, like meant. you have
3: the list that you check every day, and it's the list that you just check when you want to look mm. up something in particular.
0: Um, I, don't, I, I, I don't know. It's like four or 500 people, I think. But most of the accounts seem dormant. There's like a few very active accounts. Paul is very, very active. Yeah. Uh, Will Will's really active too. mysa not active at all.
1: No. <laughs> I'm getting active creative. again one day. All right, day. all right. I wake up again. I need
0: I need to see your hot takes on uh, on uh, milk and uh, lawn lawn bowling.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: These lawn bowlers, bowlers these days, they don't know how to do the stance or whatever. Uh, well,
2: Will maybe then.
0: Will, we didn't get yeah. your thoughts on uh, your you're writing a novel, I think, at the moment, right?
2: Um trying to. Do uh, your characters kind of, only
0: have one thing that they uh, want?
2: No, de- definitely not. Um, I, what I think I uh, sent to you was like I don't know if I've ever read a book where like the character just wants one thing. <sighs>
0: Well, I think you need to save it for the podcast, because, or maybe I do.
2: <laughs> yeah, you yeah maybe we should get you the podcast,
4: because we're at 10.30. Or-
0: All right, Paul, how much time you got left?
4: 90 minutes.
0: Oh, not enough. I guess we should get started. Uh, you should press your recorder if you haven't already.
4: I haven't, but I will All right. get my recorder going in jig time.
0: Yeah, I don't think I saw a Wikipedia entry for this book.
4: But I okay, was, I my recorders distracted. are going. Uh,
0: anybody know if Hilston's a real place? I have a feeling it's not.
4: I don't know. Because we only get a state for it, so... Yeah,
0: okay. That's what I thought.
4: Realer than real.
0: Uh, all right. Um, John I mean,
4: writing is a real place, but I'm not sure that this actually takes place in California, but I should save that for the podcast. Save it. And, and and if you Google hillside on the map, the only Hillstone that comes up is in Australia. Which
0: oh, I, is not I right. found one, one in Wales,
4: which is New great. South Wales.
0: Um, oh, maybe you're right. You might be right. I didn't look at it that close. I guess. All right. Um. There we go. Here we go. Um. So, cat uh, at the end, uh, you can say hi, I'm cat, or uh, hi, I'm cat. I'm writing a book and. Uh, something <laughs> whatever you like okay <laughs> here we go
1: i'm pat i'm eating a sandwich Sorry. <laughs> do I,
3: do I talk
4: after?
0: hi i'm cat i'm eating a mouse
4: <laughs> yeah. no, no, no.
0: <laughs> that's my mom's dog <laughs> she just chews on them she doesn't eat them here we go